it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Powered by Righteous Media. Welcome to Independent Americans. Welcome to episode 204, and welcome to 2023. I'm your host, Paul Rykoff. Happy New Year, everyone. 2023 is here. And by the looks of the way it's starting, it might even be more of a shit show than 2022 was. And now is very much a time to stay vigilant. The tellers agree in their tallies that the total number of votes cast is 433, of which the Honorable Hakeem Jeffries of the State of New York has received 212. The Honorable Kevin McCarthy of the State of California has received 201. The Honorable Byron Donalds of the State of Florida has received 20. with one member-elect recorded as present. No member-elect having received a majority of the whole number of votes cast, a speaker has not been elected. So welcome to 2023, the year of the stupid. A speaker has not yet been elected. That's the ineptitude of 2023 and all that is to come in one line. A speaker has not been elected. It's been two days since the new Congress convened. Two long days and six agonizing votes and no speaker of the House elected. McCarthy failing as speaker is painful. It's painful to watch And it's good for America. I mean, he's a leader without integrity. He's a hack with no spine and no moral compass. So him not leading as a speaker is good for America. But the chaos and the madness of all this certainly is not 
good for America. The last time the vote for Speaker went multiple rounds was in 1923, when Speaker Frederick Gillett, who was a Republican from Massachusetts, was reelected on the ninth ballot. The longest Speaker election in history was way back in 1863. That one took two months and 133 votes to elect a leader. But in the 234-year history of the House, only 14 Speaker votes have required multiple ballots, and only two have come after 1856, which was when the rise of the two-party system happened. So we're not only kicking off a new year with the GOP in disarray, our legislature is paralyzed. Our allies are dismayed, and our enemies are celebrating. We're also kicking off 2023 with yet another example of why the two-party duopoly is killing our country. One stupid and partisan vote at a time. The brokenness of one of our two major parties continues to be on full display for all the world to see. Just imagine what it's going to be like when they vote on something urgent, like a response to a terror attack or a Supreme Court justice. They can't get anything done, except for really stupid shit, like removing all the metal detectors from the House floor right before they started this week. Yep, they did that. So the stupid is about to hit a whole new level in D.C., Anyone who thinks removing metal detectors in the House of Representatives is a good idea should probably be disqualified from dealing with any and all national security issues forever. Yet many of these clowns are now serving on committees and are serving, quote-unquote, the American people. And as we begin 2023, our political system is again failing us and our enemies, they're celebrating. John Kasich, the former Republican governor of Ohio, had a tweet this week. He wrote, A block of House Republicans should get together with Democrats to pick a speaker to run a coalition government, which will moderate the House and marginalize the extremists. Yeah, Governor Kasich, that sure would be nice. And boy, it sure would be nice if we had more independence in Congress right about now, too. That sure would be nice. And it sure would be nice if eating cake made you skinny. But none of that is happening this year. But we certainly can dream because the reality is pretty damn grim. Inflation is crushing Americans. Russia is bombing Ukrainians. China is licking its chops. And it was 63 degrees in New York City today. And the new Congress, and their GOP in particular, is terminally infected with the stupid. The stupid is spreading in the GOP faster now than COVID at the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally in 2020. And I'm sorry to say, it's only going to get worse, people. So welcome to the 118th Congress. Welcome to our chaotic new normal. Welcome to 2023, where stakes are still high. Yep, stakes is high, the stupid is rampant, 
And the pain, frustration, and trauma is real. But so is the opportunity for our movement of independent Americans to meet this moment and to support, defend, and improve our democracy. We've explored it together for over 200 episodes, over three years on this show. And in 2023, we'll pour it on. I'll have more guests, more behind the scenes, more insight, more light to contrast to heat, and more ways to stay vigilant. I had a guest lined up for this week, but since it is 2023 and we're starting off this way, the guest fell ill at the last minute. Now, he's a good one, and he'll be back later in the year, but he couldn't make it now. But I'll have more guests, maybe more formats, maybe more frequent shows, and maybe even some live episodes in 2023. The Righteous Team and I are working through lots of ideas, and I'd welcome your feedback. So reach out and let us know what you want to hear and see, and stay tuned for that. And continue to visit independentamericans.us for more extra content, to join our awesome Patreon community, and to get video from almost all of our episodes. I'll continue to work my ass off to provide you with unique content that brings the five eyes like we always have. Independence, integrity, information, inspiration, and impact. And speaking of impact, there are two topics I want to focus on real quick as we start 2023. Two topics to keep on your New Year's radar. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The first one was at the top of the news all week long. The other has been way below the radar. First, the terrible injury in the Monday night football game this week between the Cincinnati Bengals and the Buffalo Bills. It was supposed to be a marquee matchup to end an incredible week of late-season NFL pro football and an amazing bowl season of college football. Instead, it turned into tragedy. But also, a tragedy that united much of America in concern, in reflection, and in sympathy. It turned out to be the most watched ESPN NFL Monday Night Football in history. 23 million people tuned in. And 23 million people felt. As of this recording on Wednesday night, ESPN is reporting that Buffalo Bills 24-year-old safety DeMar Hamlin remains hospitalized in critical condition, but is showing signs of improvement that were observed Tuesday and overnight into Wednesday. That's according to the team. The Bills said in a statement that Hamlin is expected to remain under intensive care as his health care team continues to monitor and treat him. It was a terrible scene. If you were hiding under a rock or you haven't seen a TV in the last week, he got hit in the chest and he went down. And he was on the field for a long time. He was administered CPR and everyone in the stadium and around the country and on live news networks was riveted. It was terrible to watch. And as a former player, a coach, and a dad, my heart was with DeMar Hamlin's family 
and teammates, and also with the first responders and medical team that leaped into action. The game was on Monday night, and Monday, during the day, my kids were off from school for New Year's Day. And that same day, at the park, I was talking to another dad who, like me, played college football and who had an 8-year-old son, a year older than mine, about his son's first experience playing tackle football this fall. Now, I can't see letting my son hit that early at 8 years old, or maybe ever. I just can't. But at the same time, I know football totally changed and probably saved my life in a way like nothing else, except maybe the military. It's an inner conflict you only know if you played or grew up around the game. And I don't have answers. I only have experience and perspective. And I have a hard time explaining it all to folks who haven't experienced it. Now, they're not the same. But it often feels a bit like when I'm trying to explain why I joined the military to people who never did. It's just difficult to fully understand it all unless you've lived it. And the trauma. It's real. And it's not talked enough about using that word, trauma. The trauma of seeing a teammate go down. The trauma of being hit so hard you see stars and almost pass out. The trauma of seeing a kid you're coaching go down. The trauma of seeing your own kid go down. Why we do it. What it feels like. The highs. Why we love it despite the risks and why we'd probably still play if we knew then what we know now? I fought my mom until I was 13 years old to play. And my boys will probably do the same with me. And I don't know what I'm going to do even now. I've had as many parents ask me about playing football as joining the military. But each year, less for both. And for both, I recommend talking to smart reflective people who've done it. And I recommend reading. And I recommend reading an excellent piece by Luke Zaleski that's one of the best I've ever seen in explaining at least some of it. It was in GQ a couple years ago, and I'll post it in the notes and you should read it. But this is no doubt a tragedy. But in this tragedy, there's light. Damar Hamlin is being recognized for his leadership. He's an outstanding young man on the field and off. He's being recognized for his integrity and for being a helper. He has a charity that raises money to send toys to needy kids. He's a generous and kind person. And his injury has brought out the best in people all across America. Damar Hamlin is a helper. And in this horrible moment for him, for his family, for football, and for America, He's inspiring others to be helpers, too. And that is worth celebrating as we enter 2023, which at times will definitely feel like a year of shit, but it will also be a year of the helpers. Mother used to say long time ago, whenever there would be any really catastrophe that was on the, in the movies or, or on the air, she would say, always look for the helpers. There, were, there will always be helpers, you know, even just on the sidelines. Yes, 2023 will be a year of the helpers. 
It'll also be a year of veterans. The camouflage wave that swept all across Election Day this past fall and that I've covered on this show is now sending leaders to elected positions all across America, including many past guests on this show, like new New York Congressman Pat Ryan and Maryland's inspiring new governor, Wes Moore. It also finds previous guests like Adam Kinzinger and Pete Meyer leaving Congress. But overall, the camouflage wave of veterans serving in elected leadership is growing and rolling into the new Congress. 97 veterans will be representing 36 different states, the most members with military experience since 2015. And the great Leo Shane at Military Times has been all over this and had some great reporting and some charts. And he reported that the new session begins with five more veterans than last Congress, which is a small increase, up from 17% of members in 2021 and 18% this year, but it's a significant one. It's the first time since 1965 that the number of veterans has gone up by five or more individuals. And it's only the fourth time in the last 50 years there's been any increase at all in the total number of veterans elected. Now, the number of veterans in Congress has declined almost steadily since the mid-1970s. As the military shifted from a largely drafted group of individuals to an all-volunteer force. In 1973, nearly three of every four members of Congress had some kind of military experience. In 2023, it'll be about one in every six Now, because of their backgrounds, as Leo has reported, veterans will be serving in the House and Senate and often are seen as critical around issues like defense and veterans affairs. And they're going to be tapped to explain to colleagues who lack that personal experience what it's like to be in the Army, to be in the VA, to be in the military. And here's a look at some of the incoming class of veterans and some stats that you should know. The new Congress includes 80 veterans in the House and 17 in the Senate. There are seven female veterans in Congress now, the most for any session. Congress has 42 Army veterans, the most of any single service. The list includes 19 newly elected veterans. And the political breakdown is skewed definitely in one direction. 72 are Republicans and 25 are Democrats. No independents. And the Texas delegation has the most of all, with 10 veterans, more than any other state. So as 2023 in Congress begins with division, frustration, and chaos, it also begins with new leaders who have quite a bit of experience in dealing with division, frustration, and chaos. They've navigated decades of combat, and now they'll be asked to navigate decades of political combat. And I call on all of them to be sources of unity, integrity, and real patriotism, to set the example and set a new course. And of course, I encourage all of them, as I encourage all Americans, to declare yourself independence. Any day is a good day to reject the two parties, boycott the duopoly, and declare yourself an independent, to declare yourself a free agent, to declare yourself independent. Especially in 2023, As the great fragmentation of our American politics continues and accelerates.
2023 is here and the Dems and Republicans are never getting back together, but the rest of us can. So I want to thank you for supporting us throughout 2022. Get ready for a great 2023. I want to give a special shout out to our Patreon members, especially our newest member, Gary Borges. I want to welcome Gary and thank all of our Patreon members who powered us through last year. They're going to help us bring you new conversations and new episodes all year long. Big shout out, of course, to the Righteous Media team, creative Chris Rosenthal, especially on this episode, brilliant Bill Schultz, precise Paula Hernandez, my amazing wife and two boys. We had a great vacation, a great break, a great new year, a lot of time with family. We did a staycation and we're getting ready for my birthday next week because 2023 is here and it'll be a wild one. We are all on this road together, people. Yep, it's 2023, and independent Americans are leading the way. We're fighting the forces of ignorance and stupidity. And we're greatly outnumbered, but we're ready. And we're accelerating. That song is by Jackson Dean. It's called Don't Come Looking," and I love it. And it's one I'll be playing all 2023 long. And all throughout this wild and bumpy road of a year. And it'll be a winding one. But we are on this road together. So stay vigilant, my friend. Because eternal vigilance is the price of freedom. And no, you're not alone in your vigilance. We're all vigilant to kick off this new year. From the halls of Congress that George Santos is getting lost in to the hospital bed that DeMar Hamlin is laying in to the foxholes in Ukraine that brave men and women are sleeping in. From me and independent Americans everywhere to you. I'm your host, Paul Rykoff. Thank you for listening. Down with Putin, Slava Ukraine. Happy New Year and stay vigilant, America. Media.